Hey guys, it's Antiquated Ideas, and uh, today, this time we're recording it kind of late, it's like 12 at night, um, but I was thinking, you know, I wanted to go over some of the uh, inspirations that I have for music, because I know a lot of you um, have your own hobbies, you know, your own goals, things that inspire you, and so I wanted to talk about a little bit, uh, for those of you who are music nerds like I am. Um, the inspirations that I have and it's something that I wanted to talk about for a while because I think that I have mm-hmm. a very specific style and it's really it, it, it's born mm-hmm. from um, a sort of mimicry of all of these uh, bands that I enjoyed you know um, and they say that uh, mimicry is the highest form of flattery or uh, something like that anyway but Truly, I do believe that. I believe that um, copying a band, maybe not outright, but but trying to adapt their style into your own really is a form of flattery in and of itself because what you're mm-hmm. doing is basically admitting that this band is so great that that's the style of music that you want to play. And so that's, I think, where every musician starts off. And really, it's where they end up, too, is still, you know, uh, trying to mold themselves in the image of these bands that they like, fitting themselves into the style of music that they appreciate the most. And for me, I have a lot of punk backgrounds. Um, I mean, you know, my dad started me off with, like, classic rock, listening to... Uh, Bob Seger, Pink Floyd, you know, um, things like that, the Moody Blues, um, Eric Clapton, and so I have a lot of appreciation for those older um, bands as well, you know, dare I call them older, Um, I still like the Yardbirds quite a bit, I still like Derek and the Dominoes, Eric Clapton, you know, that's all very good to me. Um, just as I like Bob Seger, you know, I make playlists pretty routinely on Spotify, and Bob Seger is definitely on quite a few of them. Um, so is, uh, Eric Clapton. Now, mind you, um, something specific about Eric Clapton is that some of his greatest hits, like, um, Cocaine and I believe Layla, um, songs like that were actually written by J.J. Cole. And so that's an important distinction to make if you really want to get into it. J.J. Cole wrote um, many of these classic like blues rock songs that we come to think of today. And J.J. Cole is worth checking out on his own because he makes very decent music. Um, I mean, I shouldn't even say decent. It's, it's, it's outstanding. Um, I think really the, the reason that he didn't become as popular as people like Eric Clapton is just because he was not the showman that Eric Clapton was. But anyway, as I got into my teens, I really picked up on this punk sound, you know, and I gravitated towards the sort of New York hardcore sound. Um, Granted, I still liked some of the more West Coast bands like... um, the Misfits, you know, the Vandals, people like that, um, but I, uh, one of my, you know, top five defining artists 
for me as an inspiration would be the Cro-Mags. And the Cro-Mags are that East Coast hardcore sound where, yeah, it's punk. Some of it's punk. But that is the definition of hardcore. Um, where it's this punk that's, you know, angrier, faster, harder, um, and sometimes slower. It doesn't even have to be faster. And actually, that's one of the things that talking about music is so hard, is that defining a genre, there are so many exceptions to the rule of a genre that it's just very hard to say, um, well, you know, oh, this genre is is fast because then like I just mentioned the Cro-Mags and yeah the Cro-Mags have a lot of very fast songs but the Cro-Mags also have a lot of songs where they take their time and it's heavy and slow and I mean maybe not slow by the standards of bands in the genre of doom metal but slow for hardcore so I would say they're definitely one of my major inspirations Um, and I think it's important to have inspirations as a musician. Now, I don't know how many of you listening aspire to be, you know, a career musician or even just do, um, music as a hobby, which I, I do, uh, music as a hobby, but I also do it as a passion and I would like to, to turn that into a career. And, um, before I lose myself here, get off track Uh, I would like to mention that, you know, I am working with my friend, uh, Joey, in this band called 4570, so you can look us up on Spotify. We've actually just released a song that him and I worked on together called Goya, Um, and so that song I released, or sorry, not I released, actually he did most of the distribution part, Um, so we released it, and uh, the name comes because it's in this sort of like stoner rock doom metal in between um and the lyrics that i had written kind of conjured up this image for me of francisco goya and his paintings so that's where we got the name from and that's actually the album cover that we're using for the single at the moment so yeah check that out it's on spotify it's great um Joey did so good to me for helping me record and actually doing the master edit and mixing it down and everything like that um, because all that shit goes beyond my head. All I do is I play and I write and it's important in a band to have you know somebody like myself that plays and writes and somebody that knows how to record they know how to fine tune the sound and get it you know production ready to put out there and on top of that joey is a great guitar player and i think that you know granted because i play bass in this band um and i would consider myself more of a bass player even though most of what i write is on guitar um Joey's fantastic. I think our sound blends together so well. So you can look forward to more releases from us in the future. We have a song coming out um, hopefully soon called Nicotine. Uh, We also have Painkiller coming out. And no, that's not a cover of Judas Priest. But maybe it's inspired by Judas Priest. 
I don't know, you know, we get our inspirations from anywhere. And so, actually, speaking of inspirations, I wanted to kind of continue on that list for me. And I would say next up, especially because I'm a bass player, would be Joy Division. And, you know, Peter Hook, with his bass lines, are so memorable. They're so driving. And they, you know, as much as they are depressing in this sort of manner of, of song where it's it's got this kind of dance rhythm to it where it's almost uplifting not quite joyous but it's very catchy it's very moving you know you want to get physically involved with this and uh, Peter Hook I think is is very influential to me because of that because you know if you listen to his interviews he talks about how the reason he played up higher on the bass is because he actually couldn't hear himself when they were recording. And it created this unique style where these songs were written around the bass line and obviously Ian Curtis came in with amazing lyrics and vocal melodies and I can't remember their guitarist's name, but he came up with great parts too. Um, my favorite Joy Division song is actually Shadow Play. So if you want to look that up, fucking listen to the drums in the intro. It's amazing. You know, listen to Peter Hook on the bass. Listen to Ian Curtis's vocals. And listen to the guitarist, especially when he drops into those solos, those intermittent solos. I mean, it really just crafts this atmosphere to the song that's outstanding. I mean, it's, it's uh, inexplicable. I really can't put it to words. So them and um, the band that I would consider to be almost like the modern Joy Division would be Interpol. And I think that Interpol has really influenced me as well. Because I listened, I, excuse me, I listened to a lot of Joy Division and I also listened to a lot of Interpol. And both of them, you know. Now, Joy Division, Peter Hook, his bass lines were normally much higher than Interpol, but a lot of Interpol's bass lines are also up higher like that. Now, granted, he mixes a good style with up higher and doing the down low. He's very good at that, and I don't know any of Interpol's band members' names because I don't know. Um, I just, I don't remember them, but very good band, um, all the pieces that come together, especially for this kind of new wave post-punk sound, you know, it's it's great to me. I just eat that shit up. Um, and I think it's because I came from punk. You know, punk was really like what sucked me in to begin with, aside from that sort of classic rock stuff. And so naturally, I think post-punk was a progression from punk because I I wanted something that was almost exactly opposite to punk you know punk has all these fast rhythms and loud vocals and it's hard and and you know makes you want to fight someone and, and drink and post punk is like it makes you want to sit and reflect 
and listen to the atmosphere, the aesthetic of the song. You know, aesthetics are so important to this post-punk movement. And it's really more of like a downer movement if you want to talk about drugs. Um, And I think that's what drew me in was just how different it is. And so uh, some people are calling it Slav Wave now. You know, these bands that are coming out of Belarusia and uh, Russia itself, you know, Poland as well. Um, There's the band Made in Poland that's been creating the style of music forever. Um, You know, that that Slav wave music as well really um, appeals to me, like Mushat Doma and... um, Ah, shit, I can't think of the other one, the other really popular one. Um, One of them is Butrek... they're pretty good too i really get in line with that stuff and that's actually been a recent discovery for me as it's been on the rise in popular culture but because it falls in that sort of post-punk new wave sound i really get into it same with this band um they used to be called Viet Cong. now they were called uh preoccupations because people are like oh Viet Cong, you can't say that we're gonna cancel you blah 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 well, um, yeah, they changed their name to, um, fucking, what I say it was? I don't know. I, I'm completely blinking right now. Um, my bad. But anyway, um, they're very good. They are, you know, superbly good. They really expand on, on the potential of the faster sound within post-punk, and I like that. Because it creates this really, like I was saying, driving rhythm. You know, I I love bands that have this drive to them that makes you just want to move to it. You know, it makes you want to play it, it makes you want to sing it, or it makes you want to dance to it. And I'm really behind that. So that's something that, that I look for in music. And that brings me to the next band that I would consider majorly influential for me. And it started as Happy Diving. Happy Diving is one of those bands that I don't really know how to label. I think they fall under maybe post-punk. Maybe emo. I'm not sure. Um, But, you know, it seems like most of their songs are in drop D. They have this really atmospheric sound to them. And I dig that. I mean, I really like that. So... It's something that I look for is is how they manage to go about their specific sound. And a lot of their sound comes from doing these bends and these octave chords. And I don't know why, but that just really appeals to me. Um, you know, their drum tracks are very fast and... It's it's just very good to me. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And so out of that, I found this band called Ovlov, O-V-L-O-V. And I could not recommend them enough. Um, they, they took me away from Happy Diving. And Happy Diving is still one of my favorite bands, but Ovlov really stepped it up a notch, bringing in this intensity to their music that is just indescribable. 
I mean, everything is so moving. And so there's this one pan, one, one pan, <laughs> one song called uh, New Punk, right? So N-U Punk. Um, and I, I would call it almost like a sister track. It's called The Well. And if you listen to these two, these two songs back to back, you know, together, it's very fucking fast. It's very driving and it hits hard. And I like that. I mean, it. you can feel the passion. You can feel the intensity in these songs. And, you know, they easily slip into these high guitar solos right over the main rhythm. And... It just sucks me in, you know, it entraps me in this sound, and it teleports me to another world. I love it so much, and I think that out of all the bands that I draw inspiration from, this style has got to be the most inspirational to me, because I feel a lot of passion towards music. And so naturally with passion, it, it, it sort of leads me to wanting to play faster and harder and making something that really hits, you know, it really strikes you, whether it be emotionally or just with this wall of sound and atmosphere. And that's what, something that I aim for. And that's another reason that I'm glad I'm working with my friend Joey is because he's very good at recreating the sound um, just the way that I like it, you know, and I'm glad that he likes it as well. And I think that's why we work so well together is because, yeah, you know, we, we play around with metal and punk and things like that. Um, being that, you know, he writes a lot of the guitar and I just follow along with the bass and I'm writing the, the vocals and the lyrics, you know, it's like we've worked it out very naturally. And so if we want to write something punk, it comes out if we want to write something more hardcore more metal it comes out and they're all good in my opinion but i think what we're best at is this this sort of of love imitation sound and um you know if you want to look at the roots of this sort of sound because i wouldn't even know how to classify it i i think where it would come from is this sort of space rock sound so with space rock you get bands like hum and failure and those are two uh as well on my top five list so just to uh go back so far i would say that you know on my top five so far if i had to name five bands individually i would say joy division you know the chromags of love and now we're on failure so we're at number four um and Failure is just a fantastic band. They find a way to create this atmosphere. And they kind of go hand in hand with Hum. Hum has its own sound. Failure has its own sound. They're different. But they sort of fall into the same category. You know, much much of their music is in drop D. And it has these sparkling highs and really bassy lows. And it's... It's not quite drawn out, but it's not quite fast either. And there are these really soft vocals in the verse until you get to the chorus and it's a lot rougher 
or it's a lot more melodic and it almost reminds me of Nirvana in the way and Nirvana would have made this top five list for me except that as much as I love Nirvana and as much as Nirvana has influenced me being that you know some of the first songs I ever learned on guitar or bass were Nirvana um, I don't think that Nirvana has had quite the impact on my sound these bands have and so continuing with failure you know it's it's again the atmosphere that gets me and the subject matter a lot of times in the vocals you know discussing depression or PTSD you know things that are very real and not shying away from the seriousness of the vocals but also making it somewhat poetic and maybe my vocals maybe my lyrics are not up to par with that sometimes that's where nirvana influences me is being much more direct to the point you know much more cynical saying what i want um but at the same time you know i really like that and um Actually, I would consider the Wipers as well to be one of my main influences. But I won't put the Wipers in this list because even though Greg Sage is one of my favorite musicians, and if I had to pick a single idol for um, a musician, it would either be Greg Sage or King Dude. Although I'm leaning towards Greg Sage because Greg Sage was very this DIY person built his own guitars, built his own speakers, effects, recorded his own music. I mean, he did everything. Um, but he was much more bluesy. And that blues sound is not something that that I emulate very much. Whereas, you know, Failure took a very much different approach to this sound. Um, something that really you weren't hearing a ton of. And I'm glad that the music that I produce with Joey ends up being in this sort of range of sound because not very many people are doing it right now. And so even if it's not entirely original, and again, you know, what music is entirely original because everyone draws their inspiration from somewhere, it's definitely not something that many people are doing at the moment. And... Now to get into the last of my top five um, influential bands. Now, mind you, again, we have Joy Division, The Cro-Mags, Failure, and Ovlov, O-V-L-O-V, Ovlov. The last one I'm going to get into is Duster. And now these are in no particular order, but Duster is another one of those bands that just... I listened to them for the first time years ago, and I have not stopped listening to them, at least on a weekly basis, since then. Duster, and especially, you know, their their mini-release, 1975, um, has really been a fucking huge influence on me. It introduced me to the concept of slowcore as a genre where things are slowed down, atmospheric. And you'll notice that atmospheric is a trend in the music that I like. I really love things that are atmospheric. Um, so 
those are normally the bands that I tend to, to lean towards or something that, you know, creates this sound and this picture in my head, conjuring images of whatever it is that they're discussing in the lyrics or that the the sound itself makes me feel. And, you know, all these all these bands have a, a certain feeling associated with them for me. But... F- Duster was so different and you know you have other bands like Codeine that I like a lot. Codeine's pretty popular in terms of slowcore and I love them but they don't have the sound that Duster does. And Duster I think now correct me if I'm wrong especially if you're in Duster or if you like Duster a lot and you're listening to this correct me if I'm wrong but I noticed a lot of inspiration in Duster from the band Earth. And I I think that was it. You know, let me look it up. Um, I'm actually recording this on my phone, if you couldn't tell. So let me look that up um, just real quick. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was Earth. Um, and so, like, the album Earth 2 came out in 1993 and then if we're going to look up uh duster i think duster their albums came out yeah 1998 was stratosphere um 1975 was 1999 you know so on contemporary movement was in 2000 and then actually they released an album a self-titled album in 2019 that was really quite fantastic as well um, but it's 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 those first two albums, and especially 1975, that really hit me with the song Memphis Sophisticate. That has got to be one of my all-time favorite songs, and it makes me feel so many things. It's such a humbling song. Uh, you know, that song itself deserves its own podcast because I could talk for another 30 minutes about it. But Duster, with this slow, atmospheric, you know, winding sound, it just draws on and on. But it doesn't make you feel bored. You know, it sucks you in and it makes you keep listening. You want to know where it goes and the emotions that it evokes from you. You feel like you need to keep listening. You need to keep feeling them. And that's, you know, same with Joy Division, same with Of Love. These bands, they suck you into it and they make you feel something. And once you start feeling it, it's almost like an addiction. You want to feel it again and again and again. And every time you listen to these songs, it brings up that emotion. So... Again, you know, these are in no particular order. I'm just kind of talking about my influences here, especially as a musician. Um, I really don't know what to say. You know, I don't know how this ended up being fucking almost 30 minutes long. Um, but hopefully you've stuck with me through it. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And maybe you've got some bands to look into. Because I guarantee if you look into these bands, you're going to understand me just that but uh just that bit much more um now granted you know there are fucking tens 
uh, you know, hundreds of other bands that are influential to me. And I could talk for four hours straight about bands that have influenced me. But this is a list that I kind of just came up with, things that I think are influential to me. And really the most influential, people that stand out to me. And that's why I mentioned people like Greg Sage and the Wipers, where, yeah, they stand out to me a ton, but it's more music that I like to listen to than I'd like to create. And I can't wait for you guys to hear more of the music that I personally create. And now if you want to check it out, um, my band name, my personal band is Vesterplatte. So that's W-E-S-T-R-E-P-L-A-T-T-E underscore band on Instagram. Or you can look us up at We Are 4570. That's me and Joey, uh, Joey and I. And I love the music that we do together. You know, again, it's got that same atmosphere to it. And I love Joey because he's so willing to go with it. He just knows how to create these sounds and he gets into it the same way that I get into it with the bass. Even if I write more on the guitar, I do find myself attracted to the bass um, just that much more. I would consider myself a bass player instead of a guitar player although I write mostly on the guitar. Um, but that's just because guitar is easier to craft lyrics around and, and you know, really expand upon, and then I would go back and write the bass later, so on and so forth. But anyway, yeah, you know, please check that out. Hopefully you enjoyed me talking about all this. Um, I know it was a longer one, so whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, feel free to get in contact with me, all the usual shit. Anyway, thanks, guys.